0: From our studios in New York, this is a special edition of Charlie Rose. During the Charlie Rose Brain Series, we explored one of the most fascinating subjects in all of science, neurology, the brain. We learned how the brain controls every aspect of our mental life, such as perception, consciousness, decision-making, and creativity. Our far-ranging discussions drew on biology, genetics, psychiatry, and philosophy. We examined mental illness and cutting-edge treatments, And we met some of the finest minds in science, led by our friend and guide and co-host, Dr. Eric Kandel.
1: Neuroscience is capable of giving us insights into phenomena that we would not think would be in the corpus of neuroscience, like morality and economic decision-making. So this is bridging humanity and science. It's bridging the two things. And this is the beginning. We, are, we now have some methodologies, we have some strategies, we have some beginning insight. This is just opening up. So I think there's gonna make a major impact on how people make decisions, about how we influence people to make appropriate decisions, and also for making new kinds of diagnoses and developing new kinds of therapeutics.
0: Tonight we look back at some of the series' highlights. We begin with these simple questions. What does the brain do? What are its functions? Why does it exist? Here is
2: how our guest, Answer those questions. I think we have to ask a very fundamental question, perhaps the most fundamental question we can ever ask, and I think it's remiss that Eric hasn't asked it in his first um, show. (laughs) But why do we and other animals have brains? It's a pretty fundamental question because there are many species on our planet who don't have brains. So that's a fundamental question that we should all be taught on our first day of school. And if you think about that question for any length of time, it's obvious why we have a brain. We have a brain for one reason and one reason only, and that's to produce adaptable and complex movement. There's no other reason to have involved a brain So if you think about it, the only way we can affect the outside world is through contractions of muscles. So if you think about communication, speech, gestures, sign language, writing, they're all mediated by contracting muscles. So we need to remember that things like sensory processing, the perceptual system, memory and cognitive processes are all important, but they can only be important to drive action or suppress future actions. There's no point laying down memories of childhood or perceiving the color of a rose if it doesn't lead to something different with your motor system later in life. So if you think from an evolutionary point of view, there'll be no point having the thinking processes if they can't be expressed through action. So I'm a really a movement chauvinist, I think, to understand the brain we have to understand Understand movement, which is the final output. To understand the brain, yes. we have to understand movement. We can't look at we can't look at memory or perception in isolation from yeah. action. And, if, and we can say, if you don't believe in this argument, there are many species who live very happy lives on our planet, do very well socially, but they don't need to move. So the tree is a very nice example. It doesn't require.